Fan Freaks Podcast number 42. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is Agent the Masterful Dude of Doing This, the face that runs the place, the host with the most speaking, and I'm joined by... Bone King. Thanks for stopping by. Today's show is going to be a really interesting episode about talking tears, and we're talking about... Mortal Kombat! If you want to talk about intros that fucking slap, aside from ours, it's uh, that fucking theme song. Okay, but it's funny, though. We say that, but fucking Warner Brothers isn't using the goddamn theme song any fucking time soon, are they? Well, that's <laughs> that's just a list. There's just a list of how many things they're doing wrong with the franchise. I'm, I just don't understand because from what I understand, the fucking Mortal Kombat movie was made by Warner Brothers, right? Yes. So then why can't they use the Warner Brothers Mortal Kombat theme in the games? Anyway, before we get into all that, let's get into <laughs> our recents. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, that's the wrong uh, franchise. This is Flawless what? Victory. Oh. Oh, fuck you. I was saying your delivery was perfect. You know what? I was considering a friendship, and now I'm yanking that shit back. Brutality, my friend. Oh, no. Well, I'm I gonna, know all of these things. I'm going to cry like a babality. Uh, animals. <laughs> Just throw it in there. So, yeah. what have you been playing, Bone King? Honestly, you're going to be a little uh, disappointed in me. I actually don't have a lot in terms of recent games, because... Uh, I've actually been working, like, a lot, a lot. That aside, played Outbreak, which I hadn't played for a hot minute, and holy shit, did I die really hard. Uh, were you still using Alyssa? Yeah, and that's- well, the thing is, there's a mod for uh, Resident Evil Outbreak, and I know, <laughs> shocker, right? There's a mod for Resident Evil Outbreak that's called the Cameo Mod. Um, I may have told you about this in the past, and basically what it is, is someone went in there, and, um, you know how in Outbreak, there's the main, uh, eight characters, I think there's eight? Fuck, I don't even know. The main characters you can play as, and then there's the NPC characters that you can unlock? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, someone went in there and modified the models of some of those NPC characters to be characters from previous Resident Evil games. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so, like, you you actually have <clears throat> RE1 Jill, RE3 Jill, uh, Chris, you know, Claire, and really obscure shit, too, like Leon uh, Gaiden version with Lusso, the, uh, fucking the, the Alexia less, Ashford. The less we talk about Resident Evil Gaiden, the better. Man, that game needs a resurgence. I don't know. It's probably not even that bad. I'm it probably gonna probably needs shot. a remake more than four, but hey... But hey, there's a lot of things that need to remake more than four Veronica. <laughs> hey, we didn't even <laughs> practice that. Oh god, I'm so sick. I, I feel like I'm infected with some sort of Veronica virus at the moment. Oh. Hey, anyway. Be careful. We could we don't need another outbreak, do we? No, apparently Capcom doesn't think so, no. Yeah. <laughs> um movies and TV. Uh I'm going to start with movies. My, the, the movie I saw this week was uh, Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Blast from the past, all right. Literally. That movie is about time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Or time I don't know. Forward. I don't even know if you, I don't know if you realized how good that pun was, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, King, I understand where you're going with this. I'm just trying to focus here. 
No, no, of course. It's a great, great comedy. I mean, it's, you know, it's Austin Powers. It's weird how much the meta is a part of the writing. It's not so much a comedy in the sense that it's like they constantly, it's it's a comedy, but they constantly break the fourth wall, like almost every other scene. And it makes me think how everyone was saying like, oh man, Deadpool's so revolutionary because it's meta. And it's like, I don't know, man. I feel like some movies were doing it. It's just that they weren't advertising themselves as doing it so no one really noticed or said anything right i think the reason why deadpool gets the acclaim is that it's because of the superhero genre and the superhero genre has been going strong now for a long fucking time and it's had its breaks in between but we've never really had a character like deadpool break the fourth wall repeatedly and not only well, break it I, I could completely he does the freaking miley cyrus came in like a wrecking ball old dated <laughs> reference sorry okay but i could turn this around and just say austin powers is part of the 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 spy fiction genre and there's no other character that's like austin powers in that genre so like <laughs> true you know but I see what you mean, because overall, though, as cool and how as long-lasting as spy fiction is, superhero movies have just blown up so hard, like, more than anything. The only thing that can rival it is, like, what, Star Wars, I guess, in popularity? Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, and Partic- my TV. Particularly James Bond <laughs> oh, sorry, movies. But that, particularly James Bond movies. But that's a whole topic for a whole other show. Oh, yeah. I do want to do, like, a marathon of the James Bond movies, because I'm missing a ton. I'm all in on that, by the way. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, Okay, so to finish out my recents for TV, I have uh, Star Trek TNG, which, I mean, is no fucking shock to anyone. I take forever to finish series, and I'm still watching this one, just because, really, I want to savor it. It's it's so good. Like, Where are you by? I watch... Huh? Where are you by? Like, what season? Um... I wish I knew the episode number. I just passed by an episode where this guy time traveled and was like, I'm from the future, but surprise, I'm actually from 10 years in the past, but someone from the future of my time period came back and I took his time machine. And it's just like this one episode, I was just kind of like, all right, now, now I'm starting, mm, uh, this one goes a little too much in the, I don't know, base, it, it's like they focused on the scenario rather than the substance, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas most of the other episodes were doing substance no problem. I was like, okay, this one might be one to skip. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's um, I think good. that's season five. Okay. Yeah, I'm towards the end. I'm getting there. I'm right dude, I'm gonna be so sad when it's over. I've already told myself I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch it. Oh I'm glad yeah. man. You're really into the TNG. I really like it. Is that it man? Is that all you get? Uh, no, I got two other things real quick. And, w- and one of them is like one sentence. I also saw The Midnight Gospel. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's on Netflix. It's like this animated series. I've heard a lot of people like it and they uh, compare it to BoJack Horseman. That that I don't understand. And the reason why I say that is I was watching it, right? And I understand there's it, it was from like the creator of Adventure Time and it's like, okay, it has these philosophical um, you know, plot uh plot threads, thread plot threads, uh, plot lines that are all like, you know, based on making you think about, you know, introspective ideas about yourself and it, it's all very mental and philosophical. It's, it's cool. I get that. How fucking ever I noticed something. You're watching the first episode and the guy plugs himself 
himself into the vagina machine and he goes and and he he picks a character to play as and and it's it's a zombie survivor character and he goes in plays as his character but he doesn't actually play as him he teleports next to him and then talks to him and then i shit you not adrian like the next half an hour is a podcast that's animated what yeah, it, it doesn't have scenes. It doesn't have, like, dialogue that's normal. It, it feels like they they got a topic, started talking about that topic, and then animated around it. Somebody got really high. I, I don't know if that's a bad thing per se, but I was just kind of like, whoa, no, but that's whoa, whoa, really, whoa, whoa. That's really yeah. avant-garde, actually. That's like, I mean, that's breaking a wall. <laughs> that's really original, actually. I like it. It felt like that the the um God, what's his name? He's with Stephen Merchant, and I w- I like Stephen Merchant more. That's why I remember his uh, name first all the time. Oh my god! Um, Ricky Gervais. Uh, fucking, it's like his animated show that he had, where it was his podcast where they animated it. Yeah. But it's like a nonstop connectivity thing. It never cuts to them in the booth or anything. It's so weird. All right. Um, and then one more thing. I swear, I know I'm already a little bit over. Um, <clears throat> the last thing I saw was Death of Stalin. Fuck yes. I've been trying to get people to watch that movie for two fucking years. Um, I have some things to say about it. It was fucking great. It is it is funny in, in a lot of areas. However, it, it crossed a boundary that I remember reading in a lot of... Because the first thing I think of when I was watching it was like, this is very Mel Brooks, right? Where it's like... There's comedy in, in such uh, evil people. Like, it, history remembers these titans of evil and they're horrible and we should make fun of them. And that's how we reduce their image. I get that. And Mel Brooks was saying that and that's what he does with his works. That's what fucking uh, the producers was fucking centered around. But, but like, there was one thing Mel Brooks always said. He's like, I will never show something like Jewish people losing their lives in a comedic way because there's no comedy in that. Right. That that the joke is how silly the people in charge are. That's where the comedy is. It's about reducing them, not making light, you know, of the people dying. And I'm not trying to sound like a bleeding heart, like fucking, oh, South Park has too much violence. But but there are literal things in this where it's like, you know, this is historically like not historically accurate, but it looks like it was historically accurate. It's not lit like a comedy. It's filmed very much like a gritty drama. It, it has the lighting of a drama. It does not look like a comedy in terms of, like, composition. But, like, that kind of shit. When they were going in a house and people were like, Death to Stalin, bang, and you'd hear that, like, every four seconds off screen. I get that that was the joke. I get it. But I just started thinking, like, ah, really? You, this, why? Why so, was this the joke? So interesting that you're pointing that out. Um, do you know who made Death of Stalin? Oh, don't tell me it's Mel Brooks or something. No. It's the guy who made Avenue 5. It's the same guy. No, sh- no that explains so much now, actually. Yeah, Armando Iannucci. Fucking an Italian satirist that lives in in London, and he's been doing these movies like fucking... Apparently, he's a noted satirist, and the movie really is a dark comedy, uh, and there is drama in it. Particularly those scenes that you're talking but, but about. But why didn't he keep the lighting, the composition from from fucking um, Avenue Five? Well, you know, th- this was two years earlier. Avenue Five came later. You can make uh, the okay. argument that he learned from his mistake in Death of Stalin. Even though yeah. I think 
I think it's a great movie, and I actually enjoyed the dark humor in that. I actually enjoyed that, but that's me. There's a lot of great funny scenes, like um, John John Belut. No, that's not his name. Uh, Stanley Tucci. No, uh, Steve Buscemi. Wow, I'm horrible yeah. with names. Buscemi was is fantastic. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, particularly with the yeah. running and the plotting at the same time. He's great. I love <laughs> he, he's the funniest character in the whole thing, and I do like how. It's like you believe that these characters are Russian even though like – All of them are speaking in very British accents. Very British accents and he has a straight-up American accent and it sticks out really hard. But it's fine. I, I, I still was able to get into the world. Honestly – I just felt like the way it was filmed was weird. Honestly, for me, it's uh, Jason Isaac's character, uh, Colonel Zukov. Not the, pedophil- not the pedophile guy, right? No, no. Zukov. The big army general that comes in at the end and during the, the funeral of Stalin, and he's like... Oh, I didn't get a lot of him, I don't think, no. No, 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 he just comes in at the end, but I just I just love his presentation, because he has this great delivery of a line, where he comes up and he's like, Alright, who decided to kick the fucking Red Army out of Moscow? I'm smiling, but I'm actually fucking furious. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. And you see just, he has this slow-mo intro where he takes off his coat and you just see a bunch of fucking medals that are like the size of his pecs. And it's like, holy God. I don't know. I fucking, yeah. I rewatch. you know what's funny? I rewatched that movie. I was going to mention it. That's so good. Nice. Um, is that it, man, for your reasons? Uh, yeah, that's all my recents. Thanks for bearing with me. <laughs> so my recents, uh, really quick. Hunt Showdown got an update. I was playing that. Uh, they're doing cross-play now, so you can play against Xbox people. So that's Does fun. that play well or no? Yeah. I've had no issues. There's actually, I spoke too soon. There's been a couple of, like, things not loading in. Hmm. And in a competitive shooter, that's a little difficult. Yeah. <laughs> then, um, I can't imagine sync play in a fucking Twitch reflex shooter, right? Like, no. <laughs> um, they added a lot of things. They added new creatures. Uh, they added a doctor zombie that if he hits you, you get poison damage. But if you kill him, he drops a med pack, so you win-win. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Code Veronica not too long ago, too. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, What else was I playing? Uh, Pokemon Crystal on my phone. Wow, you fucking hipster. (laughs) I've never played Crystal, so this is uh, my first time. Um, Okay. And this is my first time using Totodile. I'm usually a Firestarter all the way, but everybody, every one of my friends keeps saying, oh, play Totodile, play Totodile. Uh, yeah, funny actually. I actually started picking uh, grass starters. I just was like, I end up liking these more. So, <laughs> what else was I playing? I was, you know, Hitman and Homefront. And I gotta tell you, Vampire is really fucking hard to give a shit about it when you realize all the decisions you make in the game don't matter. Oh my god, what is this? A David Cage game? Yeah, a little bit. I mean. The game really tells you, oh, there's consequences. There's consequences if you eat all the people that you, you're going to have to eat. And I'm like, okay. And I accidentally fucked up and now I can't get the perfect ending. So now I have lost all interest in the game. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That happens. The right? only thing to give a shit about is the fucking composer. It's Oliver, Oliver Duvier. <laughs> Uh, what? Do, do you know? Did you like the music in that game? I'm sorry, I know I'm elongating things, but I'm actually genuinely curious. Was the music noticeable yeah. in Vampire? Yeah, the the music's pretty good. Okay, because he's um, a good fucking composer, and he never gets attention. <laughs> all right. Uh, what did I watch? Oh no, uh, I was also playing Fighters. Uh, they released a new DLC character. They released Ultra Instinct Goku, and he oh should. Oh my god, he should be immediately banned this character is way too good uh he is broken snapped in half i don't fucking care what anybody says Remo- <laughs> you need to fucking nerf him now so what did i watch death of stalin i also watched a documentary called our godfather which is the first ma- a story about the first uh italian mobster to break uh the code of silence against the mafia oh god and yeah, George is uh he lived in our city. He lived in Miami. No shit. Yeah. Uh actually this is the second big fucking documentary I watched about crime where mob the mob was here in Miami. So it's nice to see a lot of places that I've been to were once owned and operated by the mob. Different mobs well, too. Mean, the Russians is that really a- Russians and Italians. Is that really a surprise? Because, like, Scarface was in Miami. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which isn't real, I know. But, I mean, like, it was is referencing the real shit that was going on in Miami. Right. And that was Cubans against the Colombian drug lords. Um, What else? Man, you got to tell me the lore of Scarface because I, I saw that movie years ago. <laughs> what else have I been watching? Uh, I saw Knives Out, finally. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really good. Um, Daniel Craig is fucking hysterical. He's such a fucking delight. He's great. Uh, the the cast is great as well. I really love that cast. Jamie Lee Curtis is just astounding still. That oh, such a queen. <laughs> fucking still. Never that lost a bitch. Babe. Never yeah. lost it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that's it on my recents. How about your news? Do you have any news? Yes. Uh, I've actually got two uh, quick little news things, and they're both related to Silent Hill. So here we go. All right. So there's been say a little it, bit of a- Say it as Tom huh? Hewlett. Um, <clears throat> okay. So um, there have been a lot of whispers going on about um, Silent Hill, and they're not about me, so I don't really care about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, real talk there are some rumors going around uh, basically one dude went on Twitter and everyone's going ape shit because apparently he is quotation marks trustworthy um, so this came out <clears throat> basically this is what we know so Konami went around asking for people to put together either a soft reboot uh, soft reboot or a telltale styled Silent Hill game which is what we talked about on the show earlier uh, when that happened but apparently that has progressed, and right now we are on track for a soft reboot where, and I again, don't take any of this as gospel. This is not true or verified at all. This is just what people are saying, and people say a lot of bullshit. But they're saying that Toyama is going to direct, who's the, the director of fucking the classics, not Silent Hill 3, but 1 and 2. 
uh, Ito, Masahiro Ito, is designing the monsters, and Akira is composing. And that's a pretty fucking solid dream team of original Silent Hill, you know, uh, Team Silent members. But, again, this is almost too good to be true. Take it with a fucking grain of salt, but apparently everyone's going abuzz about it because it's going to be a PS5 uh, exclusive. Eh? Yeah, I, I, all of that could be fucking thrown in the garbage as far as I know, because or as far as I care. Because even if you did get the best team, even if you brought back all of Team Silent, you really think Konami is going to be as chill as they were back in the day? You really think they're not going to have their all their stupid shit that they always do? Crunch times, needless fucking microtransactions? They'll do it. So... Like, remember they tried selling save slots? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, regardless of what team you have, this company can't be trusted. I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to be a downer. <clears throat> is that all your news, or is that just... One more. I'm sorry. I just, did you have any words on that, or no? No, because that's a rumor. I'm waiting to hear concrete information. That's fair. That's fair. The second thing I wanted to mention is more of a um, something that I found, speaking of Masahiro Ito, the creature designer for Silent Hills 1, 2, and 3, um, he, he put out on Twitter because he noticed that I, I, can, I don't feel comfortable saying the word on the show right now because like some people are really adverse to that, but the R word, you know, right. it's it, aggressively relations. Um, people have that connotation with pyramid head people, you know, call him, uh, an R, uh, all the time. And it's kind of like. That was kind of ingrained in the fan conscious because we see him kind of doing sexual stuff, not necessarily fucking, but he's doing sexual stuff with these creatures. And Masahiro Ito goes out on Twitter and is like, hey, so I really didn't mean to put this implication that that Pyramid Head is like a sexual predator or something. That wasn't the focus. The idea was that he was executing them in front of James to remind him. And I'm not going to say why for spoiler reasons, but like. And that was the major focus. And then I'm thinking, like, but there were obviously, you know, sexual stuff when you fight him in the boss room. He's like, oh, oh. So, like, why, where is that coming from? And the only thing I can come up with is that it was consensual. Oh. Pyramid Head was never a a sexual predator. He was never intended to be. He was meant to be a violent killer who got some on the side. <laughs> Can you do that moan for me one more time? Oh, oh, so Billy! It <laughs> happens in the game in the first boss fight. I'm telling you. Not, I believe you. I believe you. It's probably not in the HD collection, but I believe you. No, they have it probably like lowered and replaced with three other sound effects, and a different voice actor did them. And ugh. Anyway, and that's all my news. Hit me up with what you got. Um, so with Ultra Instinct Goku released in Dragon Ball Fighters, we have Datamine on the new uh, update. Raditz and Master Roshi are going to be in the game. Yo, Master Roshi? That's cool. Yep. We even got a um, a victory right. quote from Android 17 calling him an old perv. Well, I mean, someone was going to, right? Yeah. I mean, it had to be Android 17, right? Uh, but yeah. I, w- I would love to see more I mean, characters 18, like 18, that, that don't, that don't get a lot of play, you know, like 
Ro- Yosh- uh, Roshi or fucking imagine Chi Chi as a playable fighter. Dude, she hasn't been a playable fighter since I think uh, Budokai Tenkaichi. Not even. I don't even think Chi Chi was a playable fighter in any of the Tenkaichis. I gotta check because those rosters were huge. Like, uh, yeah. For- I don't know why they had they felt they needed to include just like even non-canon fusions like Goku and Hercule. But they Are had- you kidding me? That's like one of the biggest draws for me. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why most people don't like fighters is because the the roster is like eight Gokus and four Vegetas or some shit. That's where the gameplay is the is more focused more than providing fan service, which in a way I can I can get behind. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, what are the news? Oh yeah, Ruby Rose um, mutually agreed to leave uh, Batwoman. She mutually agreed with the producers. Bunch of rumors are swirling. Uh, during season one shooting, she was almost paralyzed. Uh, performing oh a stunt. Yeah, she had to go into emergency surgery and everything. And actually, one of the stunt people was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh my god! I'm Be- fucking having Resident Evil Apocalypse flashbacks. Because of uh, the shooting. Then there was also rumors of the fan toxicity, which is the reason why she left Twitter. Um, I don't think she did that bad of a job. Uh, to be fair, it's just CW, so you just have to, it's, it's basically watered down superhero stuff with just, uh, uh, a soap opera, like, filter on. I mean, yeah, you have the script you have, you can't really change it as the actor. (laughs) But a lot of people are theorizing, um, it sounds like she got fired. But who, but ultimately, does that even does that even matter? No, but it's just okay. Instead of mutually agreeing as what they're saying in both the quotes of from her and the quotes from the show's producers, neither one were saying it was a joy to work with. I thank them, yada yada. It was always like we will move forward and look forward to uh, recasting. We thank her for everything she's done, and that's that. Like they don't, they don't even say, you know, uh, we wish we could have continued with Ruby Rose. They don't say anything like that. So I'm sure. I mean, it would have, it would have been nice, but do they need to, you know? Usually they need to, to just kind of save face, but we'll see where this goes from here. There's a lot of speculation, not a lot of concrete evidence. It just happened. Um, also all the CW shows are going to come back in 2021. None of them are coming out this year. Uh, oh, wow. What else was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. Zach Zaddy Daddy, the mad lad. Finally, we're getting the Snyder Cut of Justice League. So oh. many times we've been told. So many times we've been told it doesn't exist. Even if it did exist, it would take too much money to come out with. And so on and so forth. But guess what? Vindication. It is coming out uh, from the Snyder Cut heads. I will say, however, what's interesting is the timing of it. It's coming out in 2021, and they're still deciding to make it a four-hour movie of the original (sighs) cut 
or it's uh, gonna be a six episode. Could you fucking let me stalk? <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I don't. All right, yeah, go for it. Because, like, Jesus fucking Christ, I get it, <laughs> but it's, I, I, it's, I, it's six episode uh, miniseries that they're planning on doing. It, either way, they could go about it, but the rumor is. Uh, the reason why they're doing it is that there's not enough subscribers for HBO Max, and this is just them trying to do as much as they can with as little, uh, with as little product as they have, because there's yeah, nothing being able to be. Great. There's nothing being able to be shot right now. There's nothing being able to be made right now because of the Rona. Everything's shut down. So this is a bunch of VFX works that's just lying around at somebody's office or on somebody's floor and they're just gonna release it we're gonna finally get what the fuck else was Zack Snyder's final cut bullshit whatever um Adrian Adrian I how long were people talking about there being a Snyder cut since before Justice League came out so more than a year way more okay just for for argument's sake. Now, as popular as as that argument was, how many Twitter fucking notifi- notifications or whatever when it was uh, trending or whatever the fuck, Snyder cut this, Snyder cut that. You don't think at any point during those multiple years when they had those actors under contract, they didn't do anything? Like, they didn't film that shit, and then they're gonna do it now and say, oh, this is just stuff we found, this is the secret Snyder Cut, when it's like, they could've just put this together, like, like no problem, just film in between things. All right. And I get they can't film stuff now, but this has been out, this, this Snyder Cut thing has been out for a while, you know what I mean? Like, the, the rumor or the theory. Plus, on top of all that, really, you want more... Like, I, I just, I can't imagine what could be added, and and from Snyder, no less, to, to, like, fix or make this a better, I don't, I know people have tried convincing me in the past, but it's like, dude, look at his past work, you really think this is gonna somehow be the one thing that, oh, now that the, the hold, the bars are no hold anymore, now he's free, and now it'll be great. Dude, really? Okay, so... I'm going to go I'm going to say some things before we okay. cut to break. Allow me. Yeah. Please record. Just, I'm ju- sorry. Justice League came out in 2017. It was being filmed right after 2016's BVS. As soon as BVS had wrapped, they had started pre-production on Justice League. It was originally planned to be a two-movie spectacle. This is a rumor that they were trying to do that it was going to be a two Two movie separate thing because it was going to be this huge, massive thing, this massive war between yeah. the Apocalypse, Dark Side versus the entire Earth, whatever. And it was going to unite the seven uh, leagues. They wanted to skip straight to Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. Right. <laughs> but what Snyder was including was the entire Justice League. He was even including Martian Manhunter and uh, Green Lantern. That's the topic, and that's probably what he's going to include here. Because most scripts have revealed that they were going to be in the movie. Now, when Justice League was filming actual production, they fired him midway through, through the caveat of his daughter committing suicide. So it didn't look as bad 
of this huge blockbuster movie that their lead director, their only director, was getting fired. They use it as him being put like, oh, you know, he's going through a remorse. He needs some time to grieve. He was then pushed out and then Josh Whedon was pushed in. At the same time this was going around, it has been noted that the ex-CEO uh, of Warner Brothers, Kevin Sujahara, mandated that the film meet its November release. Josh Whedon, who was becoming the director of the film at that point, which is therefore known as the theatrical cut, has been dubbed the Whedon cut. He mandated, I need more time. We need to do more reshoots. Uh, Henry Cavill fucking Superman's busy filming Mission Impossible, and they can't. he is contractually obligated to keep his mustache. Right. Or, the CEO, Kevin Sujahara, who's since been let go because it turns out he was another one of those um, predators. Hollywood! At the same time that he was doing that, he mandated that because it was going to reflect positively on his bonuses. It was the producers of Mel Brooks. Even though the film was going to bomb, even though the film had everything going against it, no matter what, he was going to make more money if it came out the year of 2017 more than the year of 2018. So instead of letting that film come out and get a better reshoots, better VFX work, because they literally finished it and then released it within three weeks. Like there was reshoots being told. The film came out in November. There were reshoots so much so as September, October. And VFX work, as you may guess and you may know, you, you're actually smarter than I am in that, takes off fucking load of a long time particularly when you got fucking henry cavill looking fucking terrible with that cgi face right <clears throat> no so right, right a lot of people have been wanting this fucking snyder cut because people actually like him i like him there are movies that he does that i like and there are movies that i think are shit bbs it's shit man of steel i like uh for example i like his dawn of the dead remake i love his watchmen and i like uh 300 a lot so, yeah, he's not – personally, I'm morbidly curious more than anything else about this fucking movie. That, that's my opinion. I'm morbidly curious. Like, he, I want to see how – I want to see how bad it is more than anything else. He has his strengths, okay? I'm not trying to say Zack Snyder is is terrible and can't it doesn't have anything good. I'm not trying to say that. He he does have good works. Like as you said, fucking 300, Watchmen, fucking like a lot of really well-designed things, but it seems like when he's in charge of determining how philosophical or how deep a story is in terms of its script or whatever, it's like he's writing like he's a kid. He he writes like an edgy teenager and then calls it off like, oh, this is like, this is real drama, okay? And it's like, dude, really? Like, you have these characters complaining about the exact same thing for six different goddamn scenes and then it, as just an excuse to have them fight. And it's like I I can't, and that's Batman versus Superman, obviously. But again, what I mean, Bone, you could argue it's the script, or you could argue it's him. It's half and half. I do blame yeah, him for. Probably. I do blame him for having a shitty script and him okaying the shitty script because at the end of the day, he said, "Yeah, let's shoot this shit," and it's the shit. Zack Snyder cuts for Justice League, right? Yeah. Okay, I just I look at Justice League. 
And that didn't have time. It, it felt overbloated with characters. So yeah, if they had more time to go in and explain things and pace things, that's actually not even a bad idea. But then I hear people like, oh, but they're going to include X character and Y character and Z. And it's like, dude, he's making the exact same mistake again. Focus on what you have and build. It seems like he just keeps wanting to fan service after fan service. And it's like the fan service isn't good until you again? give it the attention it deserves. Ideally, the original plot, again, was going to be between two movies. That's right. That was the idea. Hell, even when it was cut down to one movie, he was trying as fuck, hard as fuck to get it a three hour cut. He was trying really hard to get that three hours, but bone, he got boned. First off, great. That's a good one. And, And second off, I feel like even in the time he had nothing was even of value was was communicated with these characters they felt like cardboard cutouts of the capes you know what i mean i get i get it still though it's gonna be done there's uh unfinished vfx shots that have been leaked online for years we saw there's actually an an alternate introduction to flash where he saves iris west in the movie and oh wow yeah there's there's shit that have been released that is completely unfinished on on YouTube that everyone wants to see more of because that's all Snyder's done on this social media thing that he's on where he shows pictures of shit. There's even black suit Superman and people have lost their fucking mind on that. So but, I digress. But how much you want to bet that black suit Superman was like four seconds of a flashback, like Harley Quinn's uh, flashback when they referenced that that um, again. That wasn't his movie, <laughs> but Suicide Squad uh, wasn't his movie. Okay, that's true. That I, was I'm David that Ayer. Up. That's true. All right, that's true. That's true. When we come back, we're going to go over Mortal Kombat's Talking Tears. We're not going to talk anymore about Justice League. We're going to save that for another show. <laughs> well, I mean, there's Mortal Kombat versus DC, but. Oh, that's a good reference. Oh! And so you're back from outer space. How you doing, Bone King? I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. Fucking look at those pipes, boys. It's Jeez, a good song. That the is... cake cover is even better. I, I really want to go karaoke singing with you. Uh, no, you don't. I get fucking nervous real hard. That's why we drink. Anyway, speaking of, um, a couple weeks ago, we ripped into MK11's fucking disastrous, stupid fucking ex- excuse of an expansion pass. Uh, for- uh, whoa. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you're, you're acting like we did a whole fucking AVGN episode on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the wrong podcast. If you want to listen to AVGN, go to his Cinemassacre. Actually, he's legit. It's a good podcast. I'm just saying, throwing that out. (laughs) He's really good. He's really good. (laughs) Um, uh, Shout out to James. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Bone King's Twitter, but his fucking, his new art is gorgeous. Uh, I loved it. I love the high detail one. Oh my God. Yeah, no, the um, the artist um, Sway, he's, he's amazing. You have to check him out. And you could also find it on Bone King TV at Twitter. You can find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Mortal Kombat. So, a Talking Tears is where we literally make a tier list of a franchise or a character. We did it for Mario. We've done it for Resi, of course. And now mm-hmm. we're going to do it for Mortal Kombat because 
uh, King and I love Mortal Kombat. We love the lore. We love the characters. Some more than others, of course. We have our favorites. And some that we have love been... all 93 characters. <laughs> and some that have been forgotten to the sands of time because, you know, they just want to include fucking Joker. Anyway. Sue Hao? Who's that? <laughs> Reptile in MK11? No, thank you. Fuck. Uh, mm, I have words. <laughs> but, uh, King, do we start from the bottom going to the top? Yes. So the way that this works, um, that we we kind of handle this, is for our talking tiers, instead of like the Freaky Fives, where in the Freaky Fives we do, you know, my five and then dude's five, and then we talk about that. The way that we do talking tiers is we're going to go through uh, letter rankings, S, A, B, C, D. Um, I also threw in not applicable for games I, I haven't played, so throwing that out there. I'll say mine, then we do our critiques, and then we'll see dude's letter rank, and then we move upwards like that. So I go, you go. Okay, so you're gonna give me all of your D. Do you want it? You want it? Yes, I guess. Give well, me your D. I'm, I'm gonna give you my D after I tell you which one I haven't played yet. So I'm just gonna throw this out there yeah, as a disclaimer. Is These your are the D ones I big played. and meaty? Uh, no. I'm afraid it's only uh, two inchy. It's only got two inches. That that's what I'll have to say on that for my D. But <laughs> but uh, what I haven't played is Mortal Kombat Tournament Edition, the fucking Game Boy Advance game. Nope, did not play that. Um, I skipped over Shaolin Monks. I know that's probably going to upset some people because that is a, a, a fan favorite, although I never got to play that one. Um, fucking, I didn't play all of fucking Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. I'm sorry. I did not hate myself that much. Um, and then the other one I didn't play was uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> wow. That, that Mortal was... Kombat Special Forces. Do you know about that one? It's the one where Jax was the main character. It was like, I think it was canceled, wasn't it? Oh, no, the second game of it was canceled. The second game? Yeah. Do you remember how Sub-Zero had uh, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero? Mmm. They yeah. did one for Jax called Special Forces, and there was going to be one for Black Dragon, too. But that one got canceled. Jesus. I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, those are the ones that I hadn't played. So here are my Ds. This is my D. My first D, uh, and I'm going to remind you, a D is something that is not C passable. It's It actively was was bad in some way. So uh, first one on the docket. Mortal Kombat versus DC. Wow, you put that <laughs> at your D? Yeah. Uh, the, the minute I found Joker's boxing glove attack, extendo punch, uh, the game was over. So I didn't have a good time after that. <laughs> wow. All right. But I mean, you obviously seem very upset about this decision. Yeah, because, all right, I, I don't want to spoil where, where I have mine, so. Okay, well, you can mention that you have something higher in the list, you know what I mean? Um, my other D rank, the only other D rank that's actively bad, in my opinion, Mortal Kombat 11... Hmm, I have that now, one. Know. No, for me, that's a solid F. Oh, you have an F rank? Yeah. I don't even have an F rank. D is the lowest for me. No, it, Mortal Kombat 11 is the only F rank for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. So it's even lower than low. I, I, It's weird for me to say this because it's actually kind of not fair in some areas. The gameplay itself if you play with the characters that are there, as limited as it is, the characters that are there, the gameplay is not 
bad. I don't hate any of the new systems. I, I like the way it plays. I just fucking loathe the, the, the fucking shit smears of Warner Brothers all over this shit. The fucking, the, the way the game is paced, how it's entirely centered around the fucking shell of a former self that is the crypt. Okay, like they turned something fun and possibly was one of my favorite things about Mortal Kombat. I know I'm an idiot, but that and made it into a slog that hates you. Everything about that fucking crypt was designed to piss you off. Designed to, okay? It's not enough that the thing pops up at your face if you're standing still for too long and it pops up. It's not enough. No, now it can kill you and that takes away some of your currency and that and that, like, fuck off. There's too many things that, that dip into your resources and there's too many minimum micro fucking, uh, uh, gems to equipment that, that get split off into five depending on each character and if you get it on a random chance, fuck you. That is why Mortal Kombat 11 is on my D rank. And if you want more, go back to the early episodes of fucking Fan Freaks. I went ape shit when this game came out. <laughs> um, is is that it for your Ds? Yep that that that's all my Ds. Um, I didn't play the Sub Zero game. I didn't play the Jax mm. game. I didn't play the Game Boy Advance game. I really don't think a fighting game should be on a handheld game. But whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've heard people say it, it works, but I've never seen it myself. And just most of the shit you said about MK11, I agree with. I have issues with the gameplay. They took away moves from 10. Like, Sub-Zero in MK10 is nothing like MK11 Sub-Zero. He's completely well, different. And they do that. It's a variation system, right? Or no? no, no, no. No, no, my friend. There's a forward XX combo that sub-zero has they gave it to sonya blade in mk11 i shit you not you are you, you're talking about the kick the the the, ta, ta, the yeah. where he extends out yeah it's in there it, it's back it's back x now okay i'm a hundred percent sure it's not there because i tried doing it and they gave it to sonya <laughs> i spam it on my boyfriend all the time i don't know <laughs> All right. Um, so those are the games that are on the unrated tier because I haven't played them. MK11's on my F, as we have uh, discussed. My D yeah. is going to be Mortal Kombat 4. Uh, mm, okay. Fair. I mean, I, mm, it's it is, fair. It it's is fair. a it's fucking fair. horrendous looking game to play. <laughs> I'm looking short. Sure, looking short. Sure. And it, and if I remember right, it has some of the cheapest, cheapest combos, usually from the CPU. I remember playing it on an arcade, and I got really frustrated after I lost 20 bucks. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot. Well, that... Quan Chi, probably, right? Quan Chi is the worst. Yeah, that, that yeah. Fuck him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't finish it, but Genesis... Uh, well, actually, no. This is D? No, Still? no. Sorry. That was my... Th sorry. I I got dyslexia all of a sudden and forgot D and C are separate. No, that's it for my D. Mortal Kombat 4. Here are my Cs. Uh, and by Cs, I mean my 1C. My 1C is Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Uh, uh, that, it is... That's just, on my B. It's about as... 
It's about as basic as you could fucking get. They ripped out everyone's unique fatalities with create a fatality, which is super lame. Um, and and it's just every fighter, but they're all like swaps. They all feel the same. So it's just so bland. So that's why Armageddon's there. All right. It does have everyone, though, I will say. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, that's it for your C? Uh, C? Yep. I also only have one C. And it was uh, Mortal Kombat 3. Base MK3? Uh, for Genesis. Uh, I don't know if that answers my question, because I don't know if Ultimate came out on Genesis as well. There's Mortal Kombat 3, then there's Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and then there's Trilogy. Uh, no, tr- Trilogy's on my B. Um, no, this is uh, Base MK3. Were there purple skulls? Yeah, no? that's... Yeah, then th- it's Ultimate. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. Actually, let me switch that. Because it's based. I know because the fucking purple skulls are so my aesthetic and. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love them. Base MK3, Ultra was just better all around. I mean, Ultimate. Sorry. Ultimate. Yeah. Sorry. It, it's funny when Smash Brothers Ultimate came out, I took the logo from that and put it on Smash. Uh, what is your B, my friend? All right, so I got two Bs. Uh, huh, near Automata, two B. Um, so two B or not two B? Okay, too many puns. Let's continue. My my Bs are this: the first Mortal Kombat <laughs> for, for Sega Genesis is on my B rank. Um, the Ooh. B rank, otherwise known as the Nostalgia rank, because these are basically like very simple, basic Mortal Kombat games, but they're kind of infused with a little bit more bias from me because it's like. I grew up with them, so I, I think they have a certain charm as opposed to some of the other ones. So MK1 um, on. on the Genesis is is on your B. What's the other one? Mortal Kombat 4. Ooh. <laughs> I grew up with Mortal Kombat 4 on the 64. Yeah. You no, played um, with that controller a fighting game, my dude? Oh, hell yeah. I also put codes in, too. Um, I will say, you are right in the sense that the game is not a looker. It definitely is not. They fucking ruined Reptile's design and ruined it for the rest of all time. Every game past four, Reptile's design has been further and further away from what I want. I understand these grimaces and these gripes. However, I will say, Mortal Kombat 4 introduces a lot of cool characters. I do like Raikou, as as stupid as he is. I do like Raikou. I do like Jarek. I do like Fujin. These are cool characters that I feel like only now are getting some attention. And plus, you're going to sit here and tell me that fucking... Our battle is finished. You are now freed from my curse. Live well, Lin Kuei warrior. Yeah, but isn't Mortal Kombat 4 the reason why they went into a reboot, or was it Deadly Silence? uh, No, no, that's something later on that I'll be bringing up. But Mortal Kombat 4 was the introduction of Quan Chi, who has become such a plot problem. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Uh, So that's all my Bs. What do you got for me? Mortal Kombat Deception. Interesting. You have it as an A. That's all I'll say. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Also, Mortal Kombat Armageddon and Mortal Kombat Trilogy on the PlayStation 1. 
Ugh. I I don't know how you'd put Armageddon and Trilogy on the same thing. That that's weird to me, but I I guess I understand. Uh that's my bees. Okay, all right. I mean, it, it's just weird to me because Armageddon is so it doesn't have any uniqueness to any of the characters and Trilogy is like everyone's unique. So, well, no, some characters are missing moves too. So, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um so A ranks? Yes. All right. A rank. Uh, my A rank starts with Mortal Kombat 2 for the Sega Genesis. Um, Interesting. I, yeah, it's really <laughs> fucking good. I love Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, it is pretty much like a way smoother and polished Mortal Kombat 1 with more characters. Plus, my homeboy Reptile finally gets introduced. And he's not just a fucking secret character. <laughs> like he is in Mortal Kombat 1. Because for those of you who don't know out there, Reptile originally was just a fucking uh, mishmash of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. He just had both of their moves, and he was green because it was blue and yellow mixed together, and that's what made green. Um, and then in 2, they went and made that an actual character, and that was the birth of Reptile. And I will say, to date, oh, I don't know if this is fair. No, uh, no. 2 and 3 are my favorite designs of Reptile. Really? 2 and 3? I love Over Reptile. Over 10? Over 10, yeah. Like, I know. It's, it, I, even the fucking human versions in the other games have never come up to the OG's design for me. It feels so weird. It never feels right. Anyway, moving on. Um, another thing on my A rank is Ultimate Mortal, uh, Mortal Kombat 3. I almost said Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Anyway, um, Ultimate uh, Mortal Kombat 3 is just basically the third game with, with a shit ton of fucking extra shit thrown in. Great game. I remember having it. Uh, I didn't play it as much because I had something else, which I'll be bringing up later. Um, another thing on my A rank is Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Okay, I, me too. I actually really... What? Me too, man. That's also on my A rank. It's a good game. D Deadly Alliance was like the introduction of the crypt, which was like, hold on, let me let me start this out correctly. Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance did a lot of interesting things. It took two series baddies and made them work together as opposed to both of them trying to get what they want at the same time. And that kind of was like what a lot of the first three games were. And, and Deadly Alliance kind of really shocked people because the opening cutscene just fucking straight out kills Liu Kang. Just, just, oh, he's dead. He's not playable. Sorry. Oh, you know, he is playable, but he's a zombie. <laughs> I just really remember playing Deadly Alliance a lot on the GameCube. That was like my preferred system to play fighting games on. Mm -hmm. So Calibre yeah, 2, bro. But, but Deadly Alliance was the birth of the crypt. Um, my last A rank. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. People are probably not going to agree with me. Mortal Kombat 10. Interesting. Yeah, it's an A rank for me. It's not S because there are some weird decisions. I mean, it has Reptile. It has a great iteration of Reptile. Don't get me wrong. So it has everything I need. But I'm I'm not a big fan of the the variation system. I I found it to be very inconsistent. Um, I guess it did let you do multiple options. It wasn't terrible. I thought the storyline in Mortal Kombat 10 was interesting was that the one where johnny cage gets the the green goo powers yes yeah i thought that was kind of weird i mean the introduction of the next generation was was 
done pretty well, don't get me wrong. It just felt like a lot of characters got thrown to the wayside. Like, Ferator got nothing. Aaron Block, uh, Block? Aaron Black got nothing. Fucking, like, there are a lot of people who just got ignored. I I can see where you're coming from. I just, yeah, so I, those are my A ranks. What, go ahead. Those are your A ranks? Alright, I'm ready to get yelled at. Okay, what's your A ranks hit me? MK versus DC. I had a lot of fun. This was something influential to me. It was two universes that um, I never thought possible were to be together. And I really like the stage transitions. Mortal I mean, Kombat 1 on the Super Nintendo. Wait, well, uh, uh, okay, so we're not, I'm not going to make any comments. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know. All right. I, I I could see the the admirable you know I can I can respect the the sheer fucking task it is to mix Mortal Kombat and DC's universes. I just felt like they went around about it the wrong way. Just go through the gore you know characters like the more grisly ones. Superman does not fit no. in a Mortal Kombat story at no, all. But he fits in an Injustice one. <laughs> that's correct, and that's that's why it works so damn well. So. <laughs> That's it. That's all I want to say. Like, uh, I, I can respect that, but you just I thought they approached it. Any weirdly. comments about Mortal Kombat 1 on the Super Nintendo? I can't because I played the first one for Genesis. I never played it for Super Nintendo. Basically the same fucking game. Uh, but, oh, but no, it's not. It has a different title screen theme. I know because I remember trying to be like, where the fuck is it? All right. Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, almost for the same reasons you gave. Uh, yep. It's just really a lot of fun. And also, it was one of the first games I remember doing that it was uh, really wild to do the the combo with Sub-Zero where you freeze the guy and then ride him like a surfboard. That was really fun. Oh, my God! That was so cool! Ah, uh, Yeah, that's not in anything anymore. <laughs> uh, and lastly, uh, well, aside from Ultimate uh, MK3, which we already talked about... Uh, my last A rank, MK9. Interesting. I actually was thinking of putting this here, yeah. Shao Kahn can go suck a fuck. But the rest of the oh. game is really good, and I really like um, Kratos and Freddy Krueger being part of the game. If we were counting final bosses in this list, Ultimate uh, Mortal Kombat 3 would be far lower. Really? Dude. No, I'm sorry. Like, you talk about, yes, Mortal Kombat 9, Shao Kahn is a fucking asshole at the final boss that. Plus, Raiden, you just have to spam the one tele, like tackle thing, and that's all you can do. However, I implore you to fight Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat 3. Just, just go for it, okay? Have a fun time. Also, this is right off of fighting Motaro, too, and Kintaro. Go fuck yourself. That is a, such a hard goddamn ladder. <laughs> okay, so did you have any other A's, or was that it? That was it. Okay, so it was, say them all again for me in one line. MK versus DC. MK9. MK1 on the Super Nintendo. MK Deadly Alliance and Ultimate MK3. Okay, that's pretty solid. I, I think your nostalgia ranks your Mortal Kombat one a little higher, but I could see what you where you're coming from. Like, cause I, I also did that with Mortal Kombat 4. <laughs> so I'm entitled. Anyway, I'm uh, entitled. 
Absolutely. You're absolutely entitled. And you know what else we're entitled to? S rank. Here we go. So first on my S ranks is what I believe to be the epitome of classic Mortal Kombat and will always be my go-to whenever anyone says, let's play OG Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. It, it's essentially fucking all three sequels put into one. Really? Uh, it fixes up. Yeah. S rank for this. Okay. I don't remember. I mean, it's not an S rank game. I don't remember it being as smooth as its original release. It. Okay, so hold on. These games are S ranks in their franchise, I want to say. There are problems with these games. I'm not saying these are S rank of games of all time, but these are S ranks in the sense that of all the Mortal Kombat games, I would say Mortal Kombat Trilogy is an S rank. The PS1 version of Mortal Kombat Trilogy, as far as I know, because I think that's the one I had, um, ran better than Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for me, had more characters, had um, more features. I'm pretty sure they, the, the friendships were in those. If not, some other thing was added. I forget which one. But like, there were a lot of differences in Trilogy because it, it encompasses 1 and 2 as well. It's not just 3. Um, so I just really like that. Having human and cyborg characters for most of the ninjas was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so Mortal Kombat Trilogy. If you want to play some OG Mortal Kombat, I would definitely recommend. I think there's a better version of it called Gold, but I never played it, so I didn't include it. I neither played it, but I believe it came out on the Dreamcast. I, I remember hearing something like, oh, Mortal Kombat Gold. Oh, Mortal Kombat Gold. So I don't know if that's the better one, but I remember liking Trilogy. Um, all right, but moving on, my next, my next S rank, and this is why I thought it was interesting, Mortal Kombat Deception. In the S? S, yeah. If I wanted the epitome of, like, that era of, like, arena Mortal Kombat, that's kind of how I handled this. I separated this in, 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 like, OG Mortal Kombat style, arena Mortal Kombat style, a la GameCube Xbox generation, and then my next one, which is the new modern ones. But before we move on on that, Deception in particular, the crypt in that was possibly the best crypt ever made. It was very extensive. It had multiple ways to fill it out. It, it was very unique. It had multiple areas. It was great. Um, the fucking gameplay itself, fantastic. Characters had their own fucking fatalities specials. It wasn't, you know, cheap, you know, creative fatalities from Armageddon. They each had their own unique weapons, two different fighting styles. I actually really like Deception, but that all pales in comparison to the key primary feature that will always be the highlight of Mortal Kombat Deception. Do you know what that is, dude? Is this the one, is this the game that had the RPG element in it? Where you make a character? Conquest. Yeah. Conquest was fucking amazing. Yeah, Deadly Alliance had a conquest, but it wasn't as good as this one, where you essentially lived through this character's life, meeting all these different Mortal Kombat characters, doing side quests. The, the fucking game had a, a, a clock, a world clock that worked like fucking Majora's Mask, that you had to sit around and wait for specific events and stuff, but you could speed up time so you didn't act, actually have to wait. And there were secrets, so many secrets. You can make your main character be his own essential thing. He was customizable. Shijinko, he's amazing. Like... Deception really impressed me, and I was like, God damn, they could make an RPG like this. They could make an RPG fighting game hybrid and blow fucking Weapon Master from Soul Calibur out of the goddamn water. 
I wonder why they never continued with it. With Con- they they did with Armageddon, but it was severely um lessened. It was like it was pretty much put into menus. It wasn't like a big explorable world with secrets and, you know, everyone has their own schedule and you can run into Sub-Zero or Smoke if you ran into them at the right time while they were doing a mission. None of that. It was like Armageddon was just follow the the tutorials and that's essentially all it was. Okay, so just to repeat your S so far, please. We, yes. We've, um, more, we've got Deception and and which one? Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Hmm. Um, now, also I want to mention Onaga pretty much is the, the Reptile King. It's apparently like Reptile becomes him, but anyway, we'll move on. Uh, my last S rank is Mortal Kombat 9. Huh. Yeah, more than Mortal Kombat 10 or even, well, definitely 11 because they just ruined that. But I mean, like, Mortal Kombat 9, it really brought the series back to the roots. It did. Um, It really fucking did. It really fucking did. I remember playing this and they they took away the arena elements. They made it focused on the 2D plane. Uh, the characters were snappy. They had a certain weight and momentum to things. It was when NetherRealm Studios was really stepping into their own. And, and holy shit. Like, I remember that being such a big boom at my school when it came out. And, and like... Fucking, you know what the biggest thing about it that I'm actually upset isn't in the the recent games? It's what? What happened to Tag Team? Oh, shit. What the fuck happened to Tag Team? I didn't think you liked Team Fighters, though. I love Marvel vs. Capcom! Oh, that's right. But only MBC. Dude. That's the only one I know that you like. But fucking go to Mortal Kombat 3. You can do 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, 5v fucking 5. <laughs> That's a bit much. You can do that in Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. And MK9, after that, they didn't M- continue it. They never did tag combat again, and I remember that being some of the best things, fighting computers with my friend, and switching back and forth, and and managing our health bars, and and it was such a cool thing that, like, I am shocked NetherRealm Studios has not done it before, especially in Injustice. Yeah, Injustice feels prime for a tag thing. I'm I'm sorry, do superheroes not team up, like, constantly? (laughs) It just it just seems like a really weird thing to not do. It seems like free money uh, unless there's some like technical reason why they can't do it. But I don't see why. Anyway, those are my S ranks. Uh, I split it between classic Mortal Kombat with Trilogy, uh, Arena Mortal Kombat with Deception and modern Mortal Kombat with Mortal Kombat 9. So mine, my S rank is just two. Um, okay. And both of them are because uh, nostalgia. Um, okay. MK2 was the first Mortal Kombat I ever played. And I remember. I expected this. Yeah. And that And I got it first. I was playing it on an arcade in this restaurant here in Little Havana called Yambo, which is a Nicaraguan restaurant. And I would just mm-hmm. go there and. I would eat really fast before my mom so I could get at least a couple rounds in. 
Yeah. And I just remember getting fucking wrecked, but I loved the gore. I loved everything. And I always went with uh, Sub-Zero because I love ice. So mm-hmm. that's... Good pick, good pick. That's why MK2's there. Um, and lastly, the one that made me come back and made me focus into a competitive aspect is MK10. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, while MK9 brought it back to its roots, I felt MK10. MK10 was the for a long time the greatest fighting game I ever played in my life. Hmm. Because because of its fluidity, the gameplay, the frames, everything felt right. It was, in my opinion really balanced compared to mk9 where certain characters was just so fucking overpowered but mk10 felt right and then it had the best (laughs) dlc characters i could ever think of it gave me predator it gave me alien it gave me jason it gave me leatherface fuck me what's that fucking roster big and it would do something right. It would give you a new character from the horror franchises, various horror franchises, and mm. a classic character from Mortal Kombat. Like, that, for me, was right. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I, you know me, I've complained about guest characters in Mortal Kombat not fitting the world, but if any of them got close, it was MK10. But yeah, that's uh, that's my S, man. That's that's really solid. That's solid. Um, I Smoking I was gonna sexy actually say, solid. Indeed, no, we don't have a triple S rank. Oh man, that that's all of them combined. That's Mugen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I actually wanted to mention something about MK2. If you would have asked me to not cheat and use trilogy, which is like an amalgamation of all of them, I I probably would have put two on S rank as well and pick like if I had to pick between one, two, and three, two is up there. 2 is probably where it hit the stride the hardest. Um, It didn't have as many characters, but boy, did that feel polished. Um, It is good. It is very fucking good. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed talking to us because I feel we should do more of these. I feel we should do these once a month. Yeah, I mean, we, it's just a matter of finding something that we can really delve into. And Mortal, we initially, I, initially I was like, should we do the Mortal Kombat characters talking tears? And then we'd be here for hours as we go through 80 fucking characters. Yeah, and most of them I wouldn't play. Fucking, no, let's talk about I, I, Lee May I, or I, Meat. What's that <laughs> other cop that we always forget about that died, I think, in MK3? Um, well, there's there's Striker and Cabal. Yeah, we don't talk about Striker. Fuck Striker. Uh, okay okay all right well sir now you're dipping into ultimate mk3 characters and they're still fucking relevant okay striker is still fucking relevant as the only rpd member in mortal kombat okay shut the fuck up you leon bastard (laughs) i'm just saying he was the only fucker with a gun at that point and and we're if you want to talk about useless characters then we start dipping into deadly alliance and even deception especially fucking um the gba game oh my god no one talks about kira no one talks about Li Mei, uh, Husu Hao, fucking uh, Dramen, fucking uh, Darius. All right, fucking... you are just like, I feel 
you are just whipping your fucking deck all over this podcast, letting us know how much you've played of characters that I, nobody I played. I genuinely like Mortal Kombat. I'm totally in there for all these loser characters that they throw in because you know what? They don't – they feel uh, – not always. I might – hold on. Let me rescind this. This is a big statement. They manage to get very creative with the characters, and it never weighs down anything. At least in the older games. In the newer games, it's kind of weighing down a lot now. But, like, you are getting all sorts of stupid shit. Like, character models of people after fatalities as playable characters. Like, why not? You know? I know. But I'm just trying to finish the show so I can go take a Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Anyway, do you want to do the intro or no? No, no. But I do want to ask you guys out there, hit us up on the Fan Free Twitter and let us know what you thought about our tier list and if you have one show it to us we showed yeah, you we showed you ours show me yours <laughs> i showed you my tier list please respond <laughs> uh hit the outro buddy